Welcome to the Brave New Energy Podcast with Brown Rudnick. I'm Jimmy Morrissey. And I'm Kyle Johnson. And we are doing a limited series of episodes in the run-up to the inaugural Venture Clash Climate Edition being held in New Haven, Connecticut on October 27th. We're speaking with some of the pitching companies that are powering the clean tech revolution. Each of the companies have fascinating technologies and inspiring leaders. We are excited to bring these changemakers to our audience. Today, we are pleased to welcome Dr. Valeria Kogan, CEO of Fermata. Dr. Valeria Kogan is the founder and chief executive officer of ag tech company Fermata and co-founder of Smartomica, a company developing an AI-based platform that assists oncologists in the diagnosis of severe cancer patients. Valeria has a PhD in applied maths from Ariel University and was recently selected by Forbes for its 2022 30 Under 30 list. Great to speak with you today, Valeria. Hi, thank you for having me today. So I was super excited about this conversation, did a lot of research online about ag tech and Fermata. Can you tell the audience a little bit about Fermata and what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. We develop a platform which helps farmers identify pests and diseases on the early stage. Typically, farmers lose up to 30% of their harvest because of pests and diseases. In different regions for different crops, the statistics is more or less the same. And the main reason for that is how the process of control of pests and diseases is actually organized. So currently, this is done all manually. There are such people who are called scouts who go in the field or in greenhouses, and their work is actually to look at every single leaf of every single plant every day and report if there is an abnormality there. But of course, uh, people get tired, people get distracted, and this leads to that uh, they do not in time detect that there is a problem with the plant. And then this plant starts infecting all the neighboring plants, and eventually this leads to losses of the harvest. So what we do at Fermata is that we completely change the approach to control of the plant health. So we install cameras which 24-7 capture images of the plants. They never get tired, never get distracted. And then our artificial intelligence analyzes these images with computer vision and notifies farmers in case we have detected a problem and they need to react on it immediately. So Valeria, you say installation of cameras, is that in a greenhouse setting or is it on you know, farm vehicles, things of that nature? It's both. So we started with uh, greenhouses, then we started also working with indoor facilities, which is a huge trend now, like both standard indoors and vertical farms. And uh, recently we started doing outdoors as well. Do you have a background in agriculture or did you come to agriculture from a different industry? I have absolutely no background in agriculture. Well, I, I can say that probably now I do. But three years ago, no, like absolutely not. And uh, I've never been good with plants, even like all the cacti died, which I tried to grow. My background is in biotech. And uh, I was working in biotech, medtech industries in different startups, uh, which actually eventually led me to co-founding Smartomica. And I was introduced occasionally to people who actually do agriculture. Uh, these were pretty big tomato growers, and these were just guys who were interested to learn more about AI. I was introduced to them as a person who understands something on AI and can have a decent conversation on the topic. So, and they told me like, what challenges do they have as growers? 
And it was really fascinating because all this biotech, medtech industry is that much developed. There is so much competition in there. And AI is kind of commodity for seven years, probably. Like everybody's doing AI. And uh, you probably saw on the news, uh, like uh, there was this work from Stanford that uh, by photos, scientists uh, learn to distinguish moles and uh, melanoma. And there is also a lot of research on early detection of lung cancer. So I knew that there are a lot of companies, a lot of uh, like research institutions who do computer vision for early uh, detection of diseases for humans. And uh, when I started uh, talking to these guys in uh, farming and started doing my research, I realized that actually the problem is very similar from the tech perspective. So you also can collect images and you can detect all the problems visually. The problem is very similar because it's currently 100% responsibility of the humans, like human eyes, not the perfect instrument for these kind of tasks. And what I also learned is that competition is like completely different. So there, at that point, there were just few companies in the space doing something more or less relevant in AI, in agriculture. And one more thing, compared to medical industry, there is no regulation, which means that if you develop a technology, your time to market is like zero, right? So you can start testing immediately, which is very, you know, uh, cool thing compared to the medical industry where, where I was working in before and where it's like something you have to get used to that any development uh, that you have uh, will might not be even on the market during your lifetime, you know, or you have to wait like 15 years until somebody can tell you like, thank you, that's a great job. So, and that's, that's something really important to me. So it all just came together and I realized that I have expertise from the technology perspective. I do know people that I could invite to do this kind of stuff and that I do see market opportunity. Even though I was an expert in this industry back then, I felt that that's something we should try to do. And that's actually how Fermata was born. Valeria, can we can we just talk about how your technology works logistically? Let's just say, for example, I'm a, a strawberry farmer in Connecticut and you know, solely greenhouse, and I have your technology installed. Let's say it identifies a, some sort of pest. What's the process like after that point? So there is a process before that point, which is also pretty important, I think. So uh, onboarding of customers is also very important part of uh, our work. So we uh, conduct an interview with every farmer because farmers are really different than, uh, for example, a strawberry producer in um, Connecticut can have very different problems to strawberry producers in Arizona. Also, there are different types of facilities and different like processes already established in that facility. So we set up an interview where we discuss with the owner, agronomists, and other responsible people, like what do they want to solve with this technology? What issues do they have? For example, we have really high-end facilities where people invested a lot into making sure that there are no pests in their facility. So uh, these guys say like that for us, it's very important to control nutrient balances in our plants. There are the other guys who are in regions where there is a high pest load and they tell us that for us, this, this, and this pests are like top priorities. So we adjust the system according to the farmer needs. So it's a little bit different for every particular farmer, uh, depending on his priorities. 
because we figured out from first glance, it seems that you need to notify farmer about everything so that he could make his work more efficient. But in reality, you figure out that uh, actually it can become a source of the spam for him. And this means that he will just abandon the system and will not use it. So it's very important to find this balance between showing them that you do bring the value and learning about everything that is important. But on the other hand, not bothering them with something that is less relevant for them, depending on how their business is built. So once we onboard customer and figured out what he needs, what he's expecting from our solution, we send him our hardware. Typically, he does the installation himself because it's like plug and play uh, hardware setup. We do not produce any cameras or anything like that ourselves. So we use third party providers. The cameras that we use are actually the ones that are uh, designed for security purposes. And uh, they perform all the installation and then we provide them an access to the platform. We have a desktop and mobile applications where they can see what's going on with their greenhouses. They get the alert. We have uh, augmented reality functionality so they kind of see their whole greenhouse and they see if there are cases of pest diseases or nutrient issues with the particular plant. So it makes it easy on one hand to get the sense that you can remotely control what's going on in your facility. And on the other hand, if you have the case, it's very easy to find the exact plant with this problem. What are like, would you say the most typical problems like plant or crop problems that your technology is identifying? The most important thing is, of course, pests. So depending on type of crop and location, there are like three, four most important problems, most important pests for them, like aphids, for example. So yeah, I would say that the most important thing is pests. And uh, we are very, very actively developing our uh, nutrient program as well, because we see that this is a huge value for our customers, because uh, sometimes uh, the system even knows better than they do, like uh, what kind of nutrient problem this is, and this saves them time and money on lab testing and uh, making sure what's the right approach to preventing further complications is. Does your technology guide farmers in how to treat a particular problem? Does it give them a, an idea of the extent of the issue, whether it's a big issue or a small issue, and how to best treat it? No, and this is kind of intentional. So that's something that we decided we are not going to at this point at least. Because as you can imagine, the industry is pretty conservative. This is very similar actually to medical industry from this perspective too. So these guys don't want to be told what to do. <laughs> so it's very important to keep this in mind on one hand. On the other hand, the technology actually is not there yet, not just ours, but in general, to replace uh, you know, decision-making done by the experts. So that's not our goal. We do not even want to push the industry towards that direction. So our value proposition is that we do not tell you how to do your job. Uh, we help you to make it more efficient, that you can focus not on these kind of boring tasks, you know, with uh, looking at your plants, uh, getting tired and complicating your life. But instead of that, you can focus on something that's really interesting, like what's the right step when we find the problem, how to deal with that, how to fix this problem. So, and uh, this is kind of partnership, you know, between technology and the expert, which is, in my opinion, really valuable. 
And also the direction that we are developing right now for the company is that that's something that happened organically, actually. A lot of our customers work with external like third parties who actually help them with decision making. So these are, for example, producers of beneficial insects and uh, they have their own IPM, integrative pest management experts who work with them, come to them, uh, see what problems they identified, and then tell them what treatment should be better. So our customers uh, provide access to the system to these external IPM managers who now do not have to travel to the customer to see what should be the right application for the particular problem they have. And this saves money, this saves time, and they can get the instructions on how to deal the problem and get the product for that much faster than they did before. So I would say that decision-making is still on the experts and people, but we try to assist them in many different ways with our kind of remote monitoring device for the plant health. It sounds like you've struck a nice balance between informing individual farmers and telling them what to do. Right, because we want also to be as efficient as possible. You know, we know that we are really good at computer vision, so that's what we're trying to deliver. And it sounds like you're also delivering cost savings to the farmers. That seems very apparent. What are some of the environmental benefits that your technology brings? So I would say there are two factors here. One is uh, food waste. So as I said in the beginning, typically 30% of harvest is lost due to diseases. And uh, this is one of the major sources of food waste on the planet and eventually one of the big sources of CO2 emission. So according to our projects we have completed, we can safely say that we saved them 30% of the losses, which is, of course, a very big environmental impact. The other thing is that uh, because they become more confident that uh, they know about the disease exactly at that moment when this disease occurred, this means that they can change the programs for disease prevention. So you do not have to buy as much chemicals and apply as much uh, product to prevent occurrence of disease because you're afraid that you won't be able to catch it in time. Now you know that you will, and this means that you can apply treatment only locally and when we are 100% sure that disease is there. And you can do it without being afraid that that kind of you know, environmentally friendly attitude to producing a better crop will lead to huge losses. That will not happen because we are helping you with that. Where are your marketing efforts focused on right now? As we've mentioned strawberry farmers in Connecticut and strawberry farmers in Arizona. Are you focused on New England right now or is it more widespread? It is pretty widespread. So we started in Israel, then we went to North America. We have customers in both Canada and the U.S., We also are pretty active in Europe, and I would say that from geography perspective, these are the main markets for us, so North America and Europe at this point. And uh, from the crop perspective, we work with medical crop, tomatoes, other wine crops, and berries, including strawberries, and also leafy greens. So these are the most important focuses for us. We're also exploring floriculture at this point. 
What are some of the challenges that you've faced working in ag tech and particularly as a female founder? So as I said, ag tech is really conservative industry. So people, you know, they have some standard practices established for decades and uh, they are very much used to these practices. The challenge with our product is that this is kind of paradigm shift, right? So you have to change the whole thing. So like we tell you that you're not doing like a better scouting that you did before. The whole scouting process will be different. And it's very hard to explain to the farmer that, especially when he's saying like, I have really good program for training my scouts. I'm much better than my neighbors. And he says that, I'm sorry, there is nothing else to do here. So it's like as good as it can be. And uh, of course, it requires some investment, like I mean, like human resources into educating the customer and explaining them that indeed it can be different and it can be more efficient. So I would say that this attitude, very conservative, is the main challenge. I cannot say that I face something specific being a female here. Maybe it's more challenging, like being pretty young. Or all together, you know, that you come like these farmers, they're frequently like 60 plus men. And you just come to them and they're like, oh, my God, you're talking to me about AI, really? I don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but, you know, this is, uh, it's, it's okay. So I'm okay with that because I understand that this is something that you always have to overcome when you bring some kind of disruption to the industry. Yeah, I probably do have additional challenges, but... What, what, what can I do here? So uh, we are working on different marketing approaches to help people easily understand the value of the product. So, for example, one thing is that we launch what we call Prove It campaign, where we send people one camera for a short period of time, like a couple of months, depending on type of crop, so they have enough time to see the value for free so that they can just see it with their eyes. And we realize that this kind of game changer, because otherwise it's really hard, like hypothetically, to explain how this works. And then if they have even one camera, what we figured out that that's enough actually. See it with their own eyes and then they understand the value. So you've talked about some of the marketing initiatives. How do you intend to scale Fermata and what would you do with a new cash infusion? So uh, we see currently two directions to grow the company. One is the thing that we've been discussing like all this time, like when you work with a farmer and here, I think it's pretty straightforward. So you just invest into reaching out to the customers and uh, your salespeople and you just sell the product basically. There is also the other direction we are working on right now very actively. It's the like integration of our technology because we are not just a platform for the farmers. We're a tech that can be used by the other companies inside their product where early pest and disease detection can be beneficial. One trend that we see right now very clear is that first because of COVID and now also because of the war, people realize that previous attitude, like understanding of how supply chains work, doesn't work anymore. So this whole globalization thing is not working the way it expected to work. And it's a huge risk. So this means that you cannot grow, I don't know, uh, like all the tomatoes for all the world somewhere in Netherlands and expect that it will feed everybody in time. So this means that you need to have local producers 
who will feed the local population with all types of crops. And this leads to necessity of bringing expertise to the regions where this expertise wasn't present yet. And this is where we see a lot of value in Fermata because we can help people remotely get access to the expertise and get like this advice from both tech and people on how to grow your crop. And this is the direction where a lot of also our integrations uh, currently are uh, developing. So we are working with companies who actually produce technology for growing kind of greenhouses or vertical farms or other technologies so that we could have Fermata as a part of their tech and a part of their service where they help new farmers, maybe less experienced farmers, to produce a good crop. We often are interviewing founders and we ask founders, what advice would they give other founders? But I'd like to ask you, is there a piece of advice that someone gave you in your journey to being a founder that you have found to be particularly helpful? I can't say that this is piece of advice. I can't take something out of my head like as a phrase, very much in, like inspirational something that changed my life. But what can I definitely say is that I was extremely lucky with people who surrounded me, especially the ones who believed in me in the beginning, like our early investors and partners. I was thinking about that, you know, I just came from the States, so I have chat like I don't sleep. And I was thinking about that this night. Why? Like, how did these people like <laughs> feel that yeah. I'm the one who they could support? So I, I think that's probably the best thing that happened to me, that I was somehow surrounded with people who just, no matter what, supported me. And that these are our investors and shareholders. They believed in you. This whole path with Fermata, it, it was a struggle, you know? So I, I'm first-time founder, I had no experience, and I know that I made a lot of mistakes. And having, like, by my side people who are saying, that's okay, you can do it, it's crazy, it's such a huge value, and I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So surrounding yourself with supportive people who believe in you. Right, because, you know, sometimes people say that you're lucky, and I also think that I'm extremely lucky, that's true. But on the other hand, when I sometimes look at the other people, I feel that this is, on the other hand, like kind of your choice, you know, to see the opportunity, like to see the right people, to choose that, yeah, that's someone I should be friends with or work with, right? So they say that this is luck, but I think that this is like maybe 80% luck, not 100%. There is also like your input in that too, like in kind of conditions where you grow and where you work. No, I totally agree. It's um, what's the, what's the classic phrase? Luck is where hard work meets opportunity. Exactly. um, As an entrepreneur, what would you say your biggest success has been? Well, at this point, I would say that the team, I think the biggest achievement, uh, as I said, it was not easy. And understanding how exactly the team should be built took me time, took me a lot of reading, a lot of looking around. And right now I'm very confident with the team we have. We do have amazing partnerships with our customers. And as I said, like I was on this trip in Canada and States just last week, meeting our customers and seeing how much people believe in what we're doing. 
this is insane. That's honestly something I didn't expect when we're just asking, really, you like the product? It really brings you value? Are you sure? And they're saying like, yeah, yeah, of course. And it's, it, it's so great. I think that it's absolutely amazing that eventually we managed to build that strong team. And I feel like the biggest achievements uh, from business perspective are ahead of us. So that's not something I can share at this point. But uh, I hope that we'll be able to share that within the next few months. Well, Valeria, it's been, it's been wonderful speaking with you today. If you had 30 seconds with a major potential investor, what would your elevator pitch for Fermata be? Well, my elevator pitch is that we develop a computer vision technology which helps farmers lose 30% less crop, use 50% less labor, and produce a better and healthier crop. Amazing. Uh, we're very excited to see where Fermata goes from here. Thank you to Valeria for joining the podcast today. Stay tuned for more exciting companies and entrepreneurs participating in Venture Clash Climate Edition. For more information about Fermata and the other participating companies that are powering the clean tech revolution, please visit VentureClash.com. If you'd like to discuss this episode or any other development or energy-related issue, our contact information can be found on BrownRodnick.com. Mm-hmm.